What's up, guys? Welcome back to Lights Out F1 Podcast. I'm Patrick, that's Claire, and that's Jakob. And this weekend, we had the Mexico City Grand Prix. Um, let's jump right into it. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on... Uh, oh, give me a rating out of 10 for the entire weekend. Uh, I'll start with Claire. Rating out of 10, I'd say... 7. I mean, maybe 8. I'll go with an 8 because of Lando's performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good to see the practices and then a crazy qualifying. Um, as a McLaren fan, you know, I'm I'm mixed because I, I love Danny too. Um, so with, with Lando's uh, shock uh, Q1 exit, but then uh, Daniel Ricciardo's uh, P4 start, uh, that, was, that was pretty good for me. So, yeah, I mean, and then the race was just, it was great. So, mm -hmm. yeah, a little bit of a snooze fest at first, but they got into it, after, you know, after first thought. Solid, solid 9 on 10. Solid 9 on 10. Oh. Nice. The goat, the goat is back. <laughs> Looks great. Um, but, over, yeah, 9 on 10. It was like a, it was a good race for, I think, at least the second half of the race was good. Mexico tends to be a snooze fest because of lack of overtaking, but I gave it a solid 9 mm -hmm. out of 10. Nice. Uh, this one's actually a solid 9 out of 10 for me as well. Uh, all around, I think you got some shock performances, and you also got some, like, uh, I think all around it was shock performances from everyone except for Max, really. Um, and even then, it's still kind of a shock. Yeah. We had the Ferraris took out the front row. Uh, Max not on pole, which is a shock. Uh, Danny Rick in P4, <laughs> shocker. Both yes. the Alfa Romeos in Q3. Shocker. Lando out in Q1 because of an Alonso spin. Alonso spun. This is a really shocking qualifying session. And then the race, I mean, into turn one, Max takes the lead. Chet goes out of the race. Both the Ferraris are stuck 2-3. End of the race, you have uh, the three best teams on the podium with uh, the three best drivers on the podium. Although I would, yeah, well, I, well, I would, well, I would take well. Carlos over Charles personally, but, um, and then Lando. McLaren that. is one of the best three teams. Let's just. Because of their weekend, uh, <laughs> they weren't one of the top three this week. <laughs> um, but you had arguably like, well, you have two of the three most talented drivers um, to ever like grace the sport on the podium, and I think if Alonso would have been up there, then you had three of the most talented drivers like ever to touch the sport on the podium. But last, Alonso retired, Stroll retired, Sargent retired, Magnussen hit a wall, and that car was decimated, so he retired, and obviously Checker retired. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll start with Mercedes just because Jakob needs to get going uh, pretty soon here. But how did you guys feel about Mercedes weekend? You guys get to see the full depth of James Allison's first upgrade uh, that they brought in the U.S. last week. So, how do you guys feel about the performance of the car? Lewis definitely got the most out of it, and uh, George was being George, and he didn't. So, <laughs> I mean, I think that's a tough statement. I think the thing is just like it's like just more evidence that if you give Lewis a competitive car, he's right there. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, you did. I think yes, he got kind of lucky that this there is that luck aspect that Perez was not in it. Mm -hmm. But I think the more you look at his pace, the more like the movie made on Leclerc, like one of the overtakes of the season. Um, 
like I think he would have if even if Perez had caught had caught up to say the podium places, I think Lewis would have still finished on the podium just because of his sheer pace um, and Ferrari's lack of thinking about strategy. But um, and just like he's over, like I think it was a great weekend. I think it it gives us like you see you're seeing James Allison's work uh, getting sort of reaping some benefits and. Uh, George, uh, George is learning the inevitable, but you know, you're not going to, you're not going to say everything that you say and then go up against a seven time world champion and have find it easy. Yeah. So I think he might've just believed the hype from last season a little too much and thought that he was a little slightly better, but I think, um, I think he'll bounce back at some point. Yeah. He's talented enough. Um, kind of, I mean, we don't really have to talk about Red Bull very much, but I do want to talk about this topic of James Allison versus uh, Adrian Newey. Obviously, as we know, James Allison has been the biggest contest that uh, Newey has had in his time as an aerodynamicist, um, with uh, Allison being the one to design Ferrari's 2002, 3, and 4 car, along with all of Mercedes' cars all the way up until 2020. Which obviously were some of the most dominant cars in their eras with Michael Schumacher and Lewis Hamilton. So, uh, how does this make you guys feel, kind of going into 2024, with the knowledge that Allison's still working on the 2024 car and Red Bull and Newey not having upgraded this Red Bull since I want to say Hungary this year? I mean, I feel like I we have false hope from. Um, I don't. Know, I want Mercedes to like. Into this and fighting for, but I know that Red Bull is like putting their all into it and not this year's car, so it's like I know that like Red Bull will be top of the top of the order next year, but I'm hoping that Mercedes can like at least come close. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, yeah, look, Adrian Newey clearly has distinct right now, like because their baseline is so like competitive and so far ahead of everyone else. You would assume that Adrian Newey and Bull have like that competitive advantage going into next year, and they're making progress. But I think, you know, James Allison is responsible for the some of the most dominant cars in the history of the sport, and um, he didn't have a say on 2022. But after 20, I mean 2021, after 2022, he hasn't much of a say. And now we're sort of going back to his designs, and if he can start off with a very competitive base car for 2024, I mean, I'm sure it'll it'll take a minute, maybe a half a season, or a season, maybe 2024, the, the entirety of it, but he'll they'll catch up. I think I think we'll see like the benefit of James Allison coming back to Mercedes and taking over as chief technical officer. Yeah. Um, kind of bringing in the top four teams now with uh, I'll use McLaren as the fourth instead of Aston Martin because that's a whole other topic but um, right now the estimations are that um, Red Bull because of the amount of time they've been putting into their 2024 car they're suspected to have gained anywhere from eight tenths to an extra second for the next start of next year and the other three teams are suspected to have gained six to eight tenths so kind of is that put a little bit of a damper on your expectations or do you think it's still you know and still like it's still like you know like it's still if from now they've gained like a second and the teams have gained the other teams have gained six to eight tenths that's still there's a two tenths difference that's not that much of a catch-up okay. but red bull already has a huge gap yeah, on everyone red bull has a tr- huge gap but i think what will hinder them i think just adding to that yeah well i mean but like, again like this is all just speculating right yeah. if you Next season, like Mercedes could come up with like 
the, the W11, but a new version of it, right? And like, it, like it could be, it could just be like a dominant car. So I think what, what Red Bull is hindering right now, even if they get like, even if they gain that competitive car, is like Max will be Max. He will perform. He will drive flawlessly. He'll drive like the robot that he is. But like second seat, who do you have? Because like the way Checo raced on Saturday on Sunday, you'd have thought race. he was in like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way he way he told he us, he told us about his approach, like going for broke, like you would have thought he was in like an F one like uh, F one twenty twenty three like game lobby, like yeah. oh yeah, I'm just gonna go around the turn one and see what happens, mm-hmm. and like so like I think like, I mean there's a lot of rumors running around now that like because Aston Martin is being a lot of shares of Aston Martin got sold this morning and yeah. either Fernando Alonso is going to Red Bull, which I don't think is gonna happen, yeah, um, but. Daniel Ricardo is certainly making a case for himself. So, mm. um, I think what they do with that second seat is how that ch- how the championship will turn out eventually. Mm. Um, last question, and then you're good to go. But um, do you think that this year? So, uh, most teams are expected to be a lot more conformed to Red Bull's designs, uh, even more so uh, than this year. Um, do you think the Mercedes will also start taking after it, or do you think they'll still like kind of take a really unique route with their development path uh i mean they've kind of taken their own they've kind of conformed to the red bull path with the side pods yeah um and the shape of them but um listen if it works like you kind of have to go the way you're going and then find a way to make your like if you're going to copy red bull copy red bull but make it more competitive than red bull that's a that's a tall that's easier said than done right yeah because essentially but, playing catch I mean, up yeah, you're playing catch up, and like catching up to Adrian Newey right now is not going to be that easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I would think they'll stick to what they're. I will think they'll conform to an extent to what they're to the Red Bull con uh, for Red Bull concept, and then maybe they develop in a way that like catches them up to Red Bull. Maybe they don't, but um, I would think that the obvious choice is to conform to an extent to Red Bull's uh, concept. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, you gotta get going, so, right. uh, that's going to be Jakob. See ya. Alright. Uh, you heard all the opinions on Mercedes and Red Bull and the fight that should be happening next year, but let's talk about Ferrari. Um, before we jump into how their race went, uh, Fred Brasseur and Laurent Mekius, who is leaving the team at the end of the year, uh, both spoke on next year's car. And I'm not 100% if this is exactly how they phrased it, but essentially what they're going for next year is they have the pace, they have the qualifying pace, they have the race pace. The one problem that they actually have right now is tire degradation. And apparently most of their upgrades that are going to be coming for the early part of next season aren't going to be focused on making the car faster, just focused on making the tires last longer. Because we've seen them out-qualify Red Bulls in, I think, four different occasions this year. So, but yeah. Your thoughts on Gosh, them knowing that, that them knowing that tire deg is like their biggest issue, and then putting Charles on a one stop for Austin is just so mind boggling. It's like, yeah, and that just doesn't even make sense to me. That does not make sense to me. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense that Ferrari would do that. Anyway, uh, their race, it was good. It was kind of um unremarkable, I'd say. Mm. After, like they got in like a holding pattern of like not going for Lewis, kind of like accepting that he was you know yeah. going to be P two. 
yeah, and then um, Science kind of just accepting that he was going to be behind the curve. Um, they didn't really fight much. So it was like, they didn't want to fall in the dirty air either, I believe. So yeah. it makes sense. But kind of just like acceptance of where they are. Not really like the fighting passion um, that you would want from them. Uh, but good good points for Ferrari um, and uh, their fight against McLaren, I suppose. And even jumping towards uh, Mercedes. Yeah. Um, interesting thing. Uh, last year, actually, it was the exact same for the Ferraris. Um, it was Red Bulls and Mercedes in front of them. And then it was the Ferraris in 5-6. And they were like... 10 seconds behind the Mercedes, but like 30 seconds ahead of the next car. So I felt like this weekend's race was almost identical to uh, to uh, last year's race for them. Yeah, and but except it was uh, three, four, it was Lando seven, seven. carving through the field instead of Danny carving through the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Hunter McLaren. Different there, McLaren um, driver. Yeah. Uh, awkward Saturday, but a really good Sunday. You guys finished five eight. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, it's confusing a little bit, just that Oscar couldn't find the pace. Um, obviously, he had tough competition uh, competing against Yuki, which was like kind of a surprise, but yeah. that was a good fight. Um, sad for Yuki, he obviously had the pace. Yeah, I'll talk just, about Alfa Tari. Uh, tried to do what Checo did. I'm so excited to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no... Like, I, I, it's kind of sad. Like he had, like pretty much the same car as Lando, but wasn't able to, to move forward. Lando because of the offset strategy, probably, yeah. and just like Lando's need to overtake. Like he was in a different mindset. Um, but yeah, that was that was a crazy race from Lando. Yeah. Uh, moving backwards on the restart, and then pretty much starting over and going right back up the field. Yeah. Crazy overtaking machine. It's wild. That's Orlando. I mean, past, he is Yeah, over the past top two years, tier driver. He's been really like working on his racecraft. And so like when he first started, I think he was much more of a holding type of driver, like still learning the ropes of F one, but this mm-hmm. year and towards the end of last year you could see him like really showing off like how well he's been uh getting on with overtaking. And so I think he got like twenty some overtakes this race, which is a ton. Uh it's, it's yeah. crazy. Um, At a place where you don't overtake. I mean, I don't. Once you have a significant pace advantage, which he did. Don't overtake on this track. It's actually one of the easiest tracks to overtake on, given how long the straight is. And also, like, not to put down any other. But it's like risky. Not particularly. It was risky. Hamilton's overtake on the Claire was risky. Anyone going into one of his Lando's overtakes were most of his overtakes were into turn one of the series of corners from seven to nine. Which the track is wide enough to hold three cars through all of those corners and the straight, and the straight actually can hold four cars wide. Sure, but that overtake on George was just waited for his moment. No, you don't. You didn't like it. Uh, I think the his overtake on Valtteri was significantly better. Was it Valtteri? I didn't see that one because no, didn't it was, on, it was actually no, it was on. It was on Danny. The series of corners uh, from, oh, yeah, yeah. from six to nine. That was around the outside, and then yeah, that, that the inside, and then around the inside again. That was sick. Um, some great overtakes. Yeah, because Danny put up a, a pretty good fight. Yeah, it was awesome. It was good to see yeah. him like that again. But um, I think Lando's also 
like kind of re-motivated because um, after like the stint of races from Belgium all the way up until Qatar, he was definitely like feeling the pressure of Oscar like kind of breathing down his neck. And then I think after Qatar, something just clicked mm-hmm. for him, and now he's back up to. I wouldn't even say his usual stuff. I'd say he's actually like much quicker because Oscar and Lando yeah. both switched to medium tires on the red flag, and Lando was literally half a second faster per lap. And it wasn't just over yeah, Oscar. Oscar's also imagine. a rookie. So it's... I'm not counting Oscar as a rookie. I... <laughs> um, he is though. I'm not counting him as one. Um, Lando, he's rookie of the year. What do you mean? You can call him that, and anybody can say he's a rookie, but I'm not calling him a rookie. Um, but Lando wasn't just lapping five tenths faster than uh, Oscar. He was also lapping three and a half tenths faster than George, two tenths faster than Lewis, mm-hmm. and he was matching Max for times. Wow. So, yeah, it's the car clearly is getting better, um, but he's still not happy with the way it turns out of corners. I'll talk about this more once we get to the Alphataris. But moving down the field, Aston Martin, not much to talk about. Both of them DNF'd. Um, Alonso had a problem at the very end, last lap of the race with Logan Sargent. So both of them came into the pits at the very end of the race. Done for them. Lance Stroll couldn't finish the race. Done for him. Um, I don't want to talk about the controversy that's going on with them, like how the team might have got sold or whatever. Because yeah, we don't know. It's too much to speculate about, and that's a like there have been talks about like Lawrence selling it to the Saudi Arabian Sports Beneficial Fund, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called, but it's too much speculation to go through. And whatever TikTok says, I won't believe it until it actually becomes like solid fact. Um, moving down the field, uh, sixth place Alpine. I don't. Did they get points? I think they got one. They got one point. Yeah. Um, after Nico started falling back, um, Gasly finished P11, so they still got a solitary point. Again, Alpine's one of those teams where they might have an on week and they might have an off one, but they're in an in-between where they're over 120 points behind McLaren, but more than 80 points ahead of 7th uh, place Williams. So, what's up? I, I want to see Oscar score more than Alpine. I think he already has. As a team. No, I think he I don't think has. so. I don't think so. Uh, Alpine's at 180. No. Points, he's only at like 80 something. Uh, okay, he's at 87. And Alpine has a team right now. Yeah, so. At 101. I just, I want to see that happen though. Just for like. Good for you. Um, vibes. <laughs> I guess. No, but uh, Esteban's uh, radio message was pretty good. Um, to Haas saying I'm yeah. coming, but then he, t- he, didn't do <laughs> he did not put up like, a fight like until Nico's tires fell off. That's yeah. the dumbest thing. It was, it was comical. It was comical. So like, what are you what joke. are you doing? You're hmm? Alpine is a joke, except for the free press they're getting from the celebrity um investors. So I guess. Like, that's Does your team have Rory McElroy? I don't care about Royal McIlroy as an investor because it's not going to do anything. They're already peaked as a team. They're not going to do anything. It's a stupid investment. Nothing will change my mind on that. No, we didn't get Royal McIlroy. We, like we, got, we, got we got a Puma sponsorship instead of a bunch of actors and athletes. I'd take that 10 days of the week. You know, I, I really like the idea of athletes investing in other sports. I mean, cool. 
I like the crossover. I, the concept is cool. It's just pick a better team. I don't care if there's not a better team to invest in. Just yeah. Pick a better team. No, but maybe you never know. You could be eating your words later. Sure, that's like me eating my words with Oscar and McLaren. If it happens, awesome, good for them. Yeah. But Alpine is a team that has notoriously finished five, six, seven, and it's not changing. So they're they were already they're gonna be at the cost. Exactly. P6? They felt they're falling back two places, and yeah. it's not even close. They. They need better personnel. They need to do good hiring. And that, that'll year. come with time. It won't come with time. They do this all the time. It's, it's not going to change anything. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. It's not a smart investment. Talk about whatever. number... Let's do P, P8 now. P7? Qatar? Uh, Williams. What? P7 Williams. Oh. Logan, 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 Logan. Uh, I don't know what happened between Fuel pump? and Fernando, but something Fuel pump? I have no clue. Uh, they didn't release it on the F1 app or the Williams app, so I have no clue what happened with this car, but didn't he came into the pits on the very last lap of the race. That's the most. He was going to be he was in P13, so it was a, it was a good race for him. Yeah. Lance kind of screwed up his race with some seriously stupid moves. Uh, he definitely moved three times in the braking zone. Yeah, he was moving in braking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. for those of you who don't understand why that's such a big problem, when you move while you're braking, first off, you're allowed to do that once, thanks to Max, uh, because of that move he did on Seb back in 2017. Um, but the more you move under braking, uh, your tires start locking up more and more, and when another driver is forcing you to brake harder and in different directions, you start getting more spotty tires, and that makes you slower. Um, so that's why you can't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a decent race from him. Um, I don't know if you looked at the tech analysis before the race started. It said that Williams were six tenths behind Red Bull uh, after all three practices. But um, that yeah. includes both drivers. Uh, Alex was obviously less than a tenth off of Max during FP1 and 3, while Logan was 1.2 seconds off, which is why it was six tenths instead of as close as it was. <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, but we scored two points. That's good. Alpha Tower. Where did Alex qualify? Uh, Alex like he did his Yeah. Uh, his last so, one got deleted from Q2. So. Uh, uh, he was in P9. But... Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Alex. Yeah. Uh, three consecutive points finishes for him. Dang. Yeah, I, I think I saw a post of him in the league going like three. Nice. Um, yeah. Before we jump to Alpha Tauri, because I want to go so in depth with them for a sec, let's just jump to the last two teams. Um, who's in ninth? Alpha Romeo. Valtteri continued his streak of constantly qualifying in the top 10, um, even though he didn't finish in the top yeah, 10. Yeah, but no, no points scored, yeah. Um, I think you can tell out the team that's just waiting for Audi to take over. Is that next year? Or is that the following? Yeah. Is next year? 2026, so... Well, another takeover is two years before. Two years. Is it 2024, 2025? Oh, okay. I don't know. One of them. Uh, next year, Alfa Romeo is becoming a name sponsor for Haas. Uh, which I don't know if Sauber would then just be Sauber for two That's years. A... 
They'll probably try to find another name sponsor, but that is not a good move. I know that they have to do it, but like moving to Haas, what does that gonna do? They're behind them in that championship. Well, there's no other team they can go to to get the Alfa Romeo name because Alfa Romeo, at the end of the day, is really a name sponsorship. So I know. Uh, it's still just that oh. car has the upgrades have not moved it very far. I think they moved like. 0.14 seconds forward, which is still an increase, but not very much. Um, and then last team, Haas. They brought upgrades in Austin. I don't understand what's going on. We were so excited that they were going to be, and I quote, going to the cost cap. And they literally the whole year have been throwing the entire year away to say, hey, just wait for Austin. We'll bring this massive upgrade package, essentially a B-spec car, and Nothing. And then when they did technology, Nothing. they gained like less than a tenth yeah. time. Like what? I don't understand what's going on. Is that a team worth keeping? Like, if you're Haas, do you really want to keep that team around? No, just for his relevance and his love of racing. Yeah. Um, I don't know about more than that. It's been a losing investment. Hmm. So, like every year they struggle so I don't with money, know. and this year they actually say they have money. I'm just wondering where it's at. And you have like Nico's doing yeah, great. You resign both your drivers. Why wouldn't you invest in the young driver? I don't know. It's just, it seems like a, yeah. a a moot point to talk very much about them, just because they're falling farther backward as per the usual. Um, but let's talk about the excitement of the weekend. AlphaTauri. So AlphaTauri brought an upgrade in Japan. Mm-hmm. And I said it on the weekend, but I will say it again. That upgrade is crazy. Um, Japan, Singapore, you got to see Lawson driving. And I was like, wait, this is upgrade. It's actually kind of crazy. And Yuki was driving better. And it wasn't an upgrade for speed. It was an upgrade for downforce. The car was never inherently fast. And they never they did, decided not to touch it. So what they did was they touched the floor concept. And they made it more aerodynamically efficient. And man, is it efficient, because all the drivers complain about this problem, except for Max, that they have to do this kind of V into the corner where it's, uh, I don't know if I, I'll see if I can find a graphic for you to put it in, but um, essentially they go in a straight line and then break and then start turning. So it makes like a straight and then it starts curving. Um, normally mm-hmm. just most drivers like the U shape where you just curve into the corner, but that's not happening for most drivers, which a lot, well, a lot of them are complaining about. Lando complains about it all the time. Um, and he's like, if the car was able to do a U-shape, they would gain like six to eight tenths a lap. And that's how most teams are. And it's actually a factual thing because the braking point changes. Like you don't have to brake as hard. Um, you get to carry more speed, basically. Uh, but the AlphaTauri is able to do that. And so Danny Rick in Austin was testing a bunch of different things with the car. And then in, and so he had to settle for Yuki's setup while he was still working on a couple of things. First race back, that's fine. Um, but Mexico, he was like, I can go with more front end, less rear end, because it gives him more of that U-shape. The rear can slide a little bit, that's fine. And you get to see how much faster they are. And then you, you oh, Danny set up for this race. It worked. It's so quick. It's so quick. I'm so excited about it, because that is a team that's been struggling all year, and I'm like, I don't think people understood how crazy of an upgrade this was when they brought it. Um, but we got to see yeah, Danny qualify in P4, and then where did Yuki qualify? Uh, I don't know. Downfield, definitely. I'm not sure that he made it 
Q3. He might have made it. Did he make it a Q3? No, no, he started back because he changed oh, yeah. parts. Oh, so hello, race from. So he would. He knew. He he knew that yes, he was in Lando's situation by choice because he knew that he was going to have to swap parts and take a penalty. Yeah. So that's why he gave Danny a toe during quali to yeah. even further help and make him like allow him to save more tires for the race. Yeah. So it was a team effort. Alphatari, what a play. Um, yep. Yeah, this further... Uh, so one of the things that's notable is that the Alphatari new floor concept has taken a lot from the Red Bull. Um, and that's not because of sharing of concepts, because you're not actually legally allowed to do that, even if you are the sister team. That's actually just Danny Rick's input that he's been giving on the simulator over his time of recovery. Um, he, like, kind of... He tried to explain it to McLaren, and McLaren couldn't do it. He explained it to Alphatari, and obviously they understood, because Alphatari still is technically part of Red Bull. Yeah. So he's explained it to them in a way that they can kind of understand it, and they gave him the exact thing that he was looking for. Um, and if you're wondering why he didn't show this pace in Hungary or Zandvoort or any of the other races he was in, uh, it's because they didn't have this upgrade before that. But... This is it's one of the coolest things I've seen all season, and it's so underrated. Um, anywho. Well, we're rating it. Yeah. It's rated. Um, Alphatari <laughs> is going to score more points this year. It hurts to say it because I don't want to see Williams fall down the table after all. They're coming for Williams. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm like, if Danny Rick they scores, are coming for Williams. If he scores two more P7 finishes, that puts them on par with Williams, and it'll technically put them in front of them because uh, higher points place finishes. Yeah. Uh, but that's also assuming that Alex isn't scoring two points at a time. Which uh, we're in Brazil next week. Um. Hamilton's home race. Yeah. Yeah, honorary yeah. home race. Uh, but Brazil is mm-hmm. also probably one of the coolest race weekends of the year. And no offense to Abu Dhabi or any other circuit, but Brazil needs to host the final every It's day. a sprint, too. Yeah. It's a, they're going into a sprint. Like, I think a lot of people hate the sprint format, but when it comes to Brazil, I think everybody likes it there because the racing there is just too good. It's one of the shorter yeah. tracks. I love Brazil on... Driving on F1. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just throws up the best racing. I mean, it's like 72 laps of just raw overtaking. And it, not a lot of super overtaking along the main straight, but overtaking into corners and like raw driving. It's one of my favorite things. Um, mm-hmm. The drivers are always like flat out against each other. The turns are super tight knit and super like some of them are slow, some medium, some fast. So you get to see really where each car excels. Um, strong weekend for McLaren, um, as they are doing well in all speeds of corners. I'm assuming Mercedes is going to do well, hopefully. Uh, George Russell won last year, so hopefully he can do I want to see Lando P2. You want to see a Lando P2? And out there right now. You're going to yeah. say Lando P2? Oh my god. For the sprint or the race? Yeah. Race. Okay. And uh, sprint. Okay, give me your podium for the sprint and the race next week. He is going to to qualify well. Okay, give me your top three and for then the sprint translate. and the okay. race. For the sprint, I go Max, Carlos, Landon. Okay. Oh. Okay. Carlos, he's coming back with the fury. He's going to out qualify 
Um, he's going to go for pole, the sprint pole. And uh, then he's going to get overtaken by Max. So <laughs> we'll see that. Um, and then Charles is going to mess it up somehow. Um, yeah. Uh, for the actual race, um, I think he's got to win it. Um, I just don't see how he doesn't. Mm. So we'll say Max Lando and then we'll throw a on the podium because okay. I want to see that. Uh, I'm going to hit you a little shot What do you here? think? But I think um, I think Lando's gonna win the sprint. Uh, mm. Max P two, Lewis P three. But I think during okay. the race, the podium's gonna be. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't want Lewis. I I don't want uh uh, Cuba to see this episode. But I think Lewis is gonna win in Brazil. <laughs> ah. Uh, I'm gonna Lewis say, wins in Brazil. I'm gonna that's, say, a, that's the name of the, the episode. That's why I'm making it. Lewis wins in Brazil. Um, I think it's going to be Lewis on top. I'm going to say George P2. I'm going to say Max P2. Mercedes won too? They did it last year. What happens to Max that he's P3? Mercedes was faster than Max last year. Okay. So. Okay, Patrick. I just said that Max is gonna lose two races back to back. <laughs> In a year that he's already broken his yeah, record crazy. for most race wins. And he's already tired. He's gonna lose the sprint. And he's gonna lose the main race next weekend. Is not his his weekend, as as you say. You think Red Bull is just gonna fall short in Brazil or what? They fell short last year. think other year. cars are going to shine? Uh, no, I think it's just that Red Bull, Red Bull fell short last year. Um, during the sprint, Max didn't have any problems. He just flat out lost to George. Um, I think there were different tire strategies last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. One might have been sauce, one might have been on mediums. But regardless, Mercedes were just really fast last year. Um, and maybe it's just because the okay. temperature in the car from last year. But, I mean, it's both races back-to-back. And then even during the race when Max sent it into Lewis, uh, he was still behind Lewis and George. So I, I don't know if it's a Mercedes thing, like if it's just a Mercedes track, but Mercedes around this track have been insane last year and the year before. And I mean, 2021, we saw Lewis come from P20 in the sprint to P5, get another penalty, go from P15 to P1 in the race. If this is an yeah, this is a Lewis and Mercedes dominated track, I don't know what track you would call. Well, outside of yeah, Switzerland. okay, so so you're saying that Jakob has a chance to come back in the fantasy with oh, no, all Mercedes absolutely not. points. He's like just kidding, I, I, just a little like bit. Sixteen hundred points behind. <laughs> all right, okay, that's the season. Um. Cool. You could save them. And... Yes. What do I do? I need to use my, like, chips. Oh, yeah, that's true. I used most of mine you... already. Shoot. I used mine towards the halfway okay. mark. Because it was, it was really hard to... I don't know how many of you guys play F1 Fantasy, but uh, trying to determine when you're using each of your chips for each of your teams is kind of hard, especially during the midway point of the year because you're not sure who's, like, where. You would have been. I mean, mm-hmm. first off, you can have Max as your DRS boost every weekend and probably score the most points no matter what. That's what I have for all three of my teams. Um, 
But outside of Max and Red Bull, most of my I think I had I had Max as my DRS boost mm. on the weekend that Carlos won. <laughs> That's kind of funny. But yeah, um, I think I have one like, token. Oh, I finally like logged in. I'm making an effort. I still have my three times boost on all three of them, and then I think on one of them I have limitless still, which is where you can make as many trades as you want. So. I think between me and you, there's, what, 600 points? Something like that? I don't know. I need to start using my chips, though. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to make you wear you got your predictions. What? I mean, good luck. You'll have a hard time figuring out something for me. Um, but Brazil next week, Mexico, what a race, what qualifying, the whole shebang. Um. You heard it here. Patrick says Lewis I is going to win. I said that Lewis is going to win the actual race in Brazil. Um, provided he doesn't have another collision with Max. Those two are spectacular at doing that. Uh, but yeah, if you stayed to the end of the episode, um, let me know what your thoughts were on Danny Rick's drive to P7. But almost P6 against George. Uh, and yeah, until yep. next time. It's lights out and away we